section two of the shipwreck of the whale ship essex by owen chase this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by phil Schempf. chapter one the outbound voyage the town of nantucket in the state of massachusetts contains about eight thousand inhabitants nearly a third part of the population are quakers and they are taken together a very industrious and enterprising people on this island are owned about one hundred vessels of all descriptions engaged in the whaling trade giving constant employment and support to upwards of sixteen hundred hardy seamen a class of people proverbial for their intrepidity this fishery is not carried on to any extent from any other part of the united states except from the town of new bedford directly opposite to nantucket where are owned probably twenty sail a voyage generally lasts about two years and a half and with an entire uncertainty of success sometimes they are repaid with speedy voyages and profitable cargoes and at others they drag out a listless and disheartening cruise without scarcely making the expenses of an outfit the business is considered a very hazardous one arising from unavoidable accidents in carrying on an exterminating warfare against those great leviathans of the deep and indeed a nantucket man is on all occasions fully sensible of the honour and merit of his profession no doubt because he knows that his laurels like the soldiers are plucked from the brink of danger numerous anecdotes are related of the whalemen of nantucket and stories of hairbreadth scapes and sudden and wonderful preservation are handed down amongst them with the fidelity and no doubt many of them with the characteristic fictions of the ancient legendary tales a spirit of adventure amongst the sons of other relatives of those immediately concerned in it takes possession of their minds at a very early age captivated with the tough stories of the elder seamen and seduced as well by the natural desire of seeing foreign countries as by the hopes of gain they launch forth six or eight thousand miles from home into an almost untraversed ocean and spend from two to three years of their lives in scenes of constant peril labor and watchfulness the profession is one of great ambition and full of honorable excitement a tame man is never known amongst them and the coward is marked with that peculiar aversion that distinguishes our public naval service there are perhaps no people of superior corporeal powers and it has been truly said of them that they possess a natural aptitude which seems rather the lineal spirit of their fathers than the effects of any experience the town itself during the war was naturally to have been expected on the decline but with the return of peace it took a fresh start and a spirit for carrying on the fishery received a renewed and very considerable excitement large capitals are now embarked and some of the finest ships that our country can boast of are employed in it the increased demand within a few years past from the spermaceti manufactories has induced companies and individuals in different parts of the union to become engaged in the business and if the future consumption of the manufactured articles bear any proportion to that of the few past years this species of commerce will bid fair to become the most profitable and extensive that our country possesses from the accounts of those that were in the early stages of the fishery concerned in it 
it would appear that the whales have been driven like the beasts of the forest before the march of civilization into remote and more unfrequented seas until now they are followed by the enterprise and perseverance of our seamen even to the distant coasts of japan the ship essex commanded by captain george paulin jr was fitted out at nantucket and sailed on the twelfth day of august eighteen nineteen for the pacific ocean on a whaling voyage of this ship i was first mate she had lately undergone a thorough repair in her upper works and was at that time in all respects a sound substantial vessel she had a crew of twenty-one men and was victualled and provided for two years and a half we left the coast of america with a fine breeze and steered for the western islands on the second day out while sailing moderately on our course in the gulf stream a sudden squall of wind struck the ship from the southwest and knocked her completely on her beam ends stove one of our boats entirely destroyed two others and threw down the camboose we distinctly saw the approach of this gust but miscalculated altogether as to the strength and violence of it it struck the ship about three points off the weather quarter at the moment that the man at the helm was in the act of putting her away to run before it in an instant she was knocked down with her yards in the water and before hardly a moment of time was allowed for reflection she gradually came to the wind and righted the squall was accompanied with vivid flashes of lightning and heavy and repeated claps of thunder the whole ship's crew were for a short time thrown into the utmost consternation and confusion but fortunately the violence of the squall was all contained in the first gust of the wind and it soon gradually abated and became fine weather again we repaired our damage with little difficulty and continued on our course with the loss of the two boats on the thirtieth of august we made the island of floros one of the western group called the azores we lay off and on the island for two days during which time our boats landed and obtained the supply of vegetables and a few hogs from this place we took the northeast trade wind and in sixteen days made the isle of may one of the cape de verde as we were sailing along the shore of this island we discovered a ship stranded on the beach and from her appearance took her to be a whaler having lost two of our own boats and presuming that this vessel had probably some belonging to her that might have been saved we determined to ascertain the name of the ship and endeavoured to supply if possible the loss of our boats from her we accordingly stood in towards the port or landing-place after a short time three men were discovered coming out to us in a whale-boat in a few moments they were alongside and informed us that the wreck was the archimedes of new york captain george b coffin which vessel had struck on a rock near the island about a fortnight previously that all hands were saved by running the ship on shore and that the captain and crew had gone home we purchased the whale-boat of these people obtained some few more pigs and again set sail our passage thence to cape horn was not distinguished for any incident worthy of note we made the longitude of the cape about the eighteenth of december having experienced head-winds for nearly the whole distance we anticipated a moderate time in passing this noted land from the season of the year at which we were there being considered the most favourable but instead of this we experienced heavy westerly gales and a most tremendous sea 
that detained us off the cape five weeks before we got sufficiently to the westward to enable us to put away on the passage of this famous cape it may be observed that strong westerly gales and a heavy sea are its almost universal attendants the prevalence and constancy of this wind and sea necessarily produce a rapid current by which vessels are set to leeward and it is not without some favourable slant of wind that they can in many cases get round at all the difficulties and dangers of the passage are proverbial but as far as my own observation extends and which the numerous reports of the whalemen corroborate you can always rely upon a long and regular sea and although the gales may be very strong and stubborn as they undoubtedly are they are not known to blow with the destructive violence that characterizes some of the tornadoes of the western atlantic ocean on the seventeenth of january eighteen twenty we arrived at the island of st mary's lying on the coast of chile in the latitude thirty six degrees fifty nine minutes south longitude seventy three degrees forty one minutes west this island is a sort of rendezvous for whalers from which they obtain their wood and water and between which and the mainland a distance of about ten miles they frequently cruise for a species of whale called the right whale our object in going there was merely to get the news we sailed thence to the island of massafuera where we got some wood and fish and thence for the cruising ground along the coast of chile in search of the spermaceti whale we took there eight which yielded us two hundred and fifty barrels of oil and the season having by this time expired we changed our cruising ground to the coast of peru we obtained there five hundred and fifty barrels after going into the small port of decimus and replenishing our wood and water on the second october we set sail for the galapagos islands we came to anchor and laid seven days off hood's island one of the group during which time we stopped a leak which we had discovered and obtained three hundred turtle we then visited charles island where we procured sixty more these turtle are a most delicious food and average in weight generally about one hundred pounds but many of them weigh upwards of eight hundred with these ships usually supply themselves for a great length of time and make a great saving of other provisions they neither eat nor drink nor is the least pains taken with them they are strewed over the deck thrown under foot or packed away in the hold as it suits convenience they will live upwards of a year without food or water but soon die in a cold climate we left charles island on the twenty third of october and steered off to the westward in search of whales in latitude one degree zero minutes south longitude one hundred and eighteen degrees west on the sixteenth of november in the afternoon we lost a boat during our work in a shoal of whales i was in the boat myself with five others and was standing in the forepart with the harpoon in my hand well braced expecting every instant to catch sight of one of the shoal which we were in that i might strike but judge of my astonishment and dismay at finding myself suddenly thrown up in the air my companions scattered about me and the boat fast filling with water a whale had come up directly under her and with one dash of his tail had stove her bottom in and strewed us in every direction around her we however with little difficulty got safely on the wreck 
and clung there until one of the other boats which had been engaged in the shoal came to our assistance and took us off strange to tell not a man was injured by this accident thus it happens very frequently in the whaling business that the boats are stove oars harpoons and lines broken ankles and wrists sprained boats upset and whole crews left for hours in the water without any of these accidents extending to the loss of life we are so much accustomed to the continual recurrence of such scenes as these that we become familiarized to them and consequently always feel that confidence and self-possession which teaches us every expedient in danger and inures the body as well as the mind to fatigue privation and peril in frequent cases exceeding belief it is this danger and hardship that makes the sailor indeed it is the distinguishing qualification amongst us and is a common boast to the whaleman that he has escaped from sudden and apparently inevitable destruction oftener than his fellows he is accordingly valued on this account without much reference to other qualities end of section two